Hey, you're listening to Make and Multiply, a podcast for the people of Emmaus Road Church, and this is our Monday episode that we call Hear and Obey, when we are walking through the text of Scripture that we preached on Sunday. My name is Ryan Chase, one of the pastors at Emmaus Road, joined today by Matt Groon, and it's my pleasure to announce, mm. I guess it's not news for anybody, but <laughs> welcome you as a, a fellow pastor. Congratulations on your ordination yesterday. What a joy Wild for us as a church to uh, receive you as mm. a a pastor, care for our souls, and joy Sweet for me moment. personally to yeah. partner with you in, in gospel ministry and, and to be in, you know, this is not the point of this podcast, but <laughs> we value our, our gospel partnership and yes. plurality of elders and uh, just a, a great joy to me to, to serve hmm. on a team of pastors, guys like you. So welcome. Well, to, to your point, just briefly, to your point, podcasts like this or moments like this, I think just heighten that, you know, just hmm. chances that we're not just individual guys sitting in our studies just yeah but this is a collaborative um, that's right we've said multiple times like how terrible it would be to pastor alone with just all that comes at us and and, and whatnot so to yeah to link arms it was a sweet moment for me and my family and mm. to lock arms with you guys and to commit our lives officially to this church and yeah sweet joy and now we get to mine the word again yeah. together it's one of those things, it's it's like the end of a long process, but it's actually just the beginning. Of a much longer one. <laughs> much longer one. So, yes, wonderful. Well, without further ado, let's jump into yes. Exodus 20. We are at the halfway point now, fifth wow. commandment of the Ten Commandments. And uh, Pastor Greg preached verse 12 yesterday. I'll read this and we'll, we'll talk through it um, with a desire not just to hear the word, but to hear and do the word, and Mm. that that requires faith. So Exodus 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. (laughs) Lord, thank you that you love us and that you speak to us and that you have revealed to us your ways Mm. and uh, your moral law and your will of desire, how you want us to live. And so we pray that uh, this would not just be a law or a commandment that we know about, but that this would be a reality in our homes and our families in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fifth commandment, yeah. honor your father and your mother. Yeah, we get into this section here where the commandments, they kind of get shorter and shorter for a little while. <laughs> well, really to the end uh, until the, the 10th commandment, but there's so much packed into yes. such a brief statement and, and, such a foundational commandment as as Greg was hmm. making the point in the sermon yesterday that um, he, he quoted was a sociologist from the '60s or something. You know, if you want to destroy a nation, destroy the families. Yes, that, that is. Families are the building block of society. That's where children come into the world, where they're raised and trained and disciplined or not disciplined. Hmm. Um, so it's just not hard to see at all in our day yeah. how how foundational. This is yeah. I think I think it's Edmund Burke who calls the family the the platoon, the small platoons of society. Mm-hmm. These are the you cannot function without the family. Um, and I think part of the inescapability of it all is that a society that's true for all societies, whether you value the family or not. And I think I think we would all agree we're we're currently in a society that devalues family, as we've seen. We did a podcast a while ago now on Kevin mm-hmm. DeYoung's 
book on or uh, article on the case for kids. Yeah. And in that, he really outlines the drop in um, fertility rates among the West. Mm-hmm. I think he just has that line that uh, that has stuck with me where he says, it's as, it's almost as if we've gotten sick of ourselves mm. or tired of ourselves. Um, but what's what's key about this commandment is, you know, it's just as you look through it, it's the fifth, right? So it's right in the middle and, and appropriately it serves as a kind of a bridge between the two tables mm. of the law. The first being love the Lord your God, the second being love your neighbor as yourself. Because in this command, there are, it's kind of embedded both things. You are both in honoring your father and mother, which is your closest neighbor you have, your mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and closest neighbor, um, you're also honoring God who has placed you in that family. Yeah. So there's a kind of a two-way obedience happening. And the inescapability, this applies to all people. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yes, you should, the coming commands of you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, um, it, in the action of doing, we could say, well, I've not done any of those. But, of course, Jesus gets, doesn't get anybody off the hook in the New Testament who right. says, if you've hated your brother... Makes it a hard issue. Exactly. Yeah. So... True, but every person, every human being mm. has a mother and a father. Yeah. It's inescapable. You either have a good one, you have a bad one, you have a present one, you have a one who's distant, you have whatever. Every one of us has come from a father and a mother, which is so interesting. The way that our society has sought to attack that yeah. is by creating faux families where two men try to play a man and a woman in a, mm. a family and are actually still dependent on, like if they're going to adopt a child, yeah. they are still dependent on that man-woman relationship. So everybody has a mother and a father. That's just a biological reality. And so this command really does apply to all people yeah. everywhere. And the command is simply mm. honor, mm. which I think we were talking just before the mics. It's the same as uh, the, a similar word to remember the Sabbath day, mm. to keep it holy. This, this honoring that's taking place is a, such a broad it's it's meant mm. to be broad. It's meant to be this encompass all activities. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just you know obey your parents, which is huge. Yeah. But it's honor your parents, and in honoring them or in obeying them, you honor them. Yeah. yeah. Which is critical. So honor is a is a much broader category mm-hmm. that includes things like obedience. Yeah. But. It, it's not less than obedience, but it's way, way more That's right. than obedience. It includes, I think the Westminster Catechism is, is so valuable here on the fifth commandment because it, it asks and answers a bunch of questions. What's going on here? What does this mean? How does this apply? What does it require and forbid? And when it talks about that, what, what does it mean to honor? It just goes through a, a bunch of things. It means um, having reverence in your heart mm. and in your attitude and in your words and your actions toward your superiors and and your mother and father in particular also means thanking God for them. It means um, being faithful to them. It means, uh, so it's just so many things. Yeah. So honor is is so broad. That is fascinating when you talk about um, some of the other commandments, it it is easy to kind of check the box like, okay, finally we get to the sixth (laughs) commandment, murder, here's something I have not done. but not only does everybody have a mother and a father, everybody knows I have not always honored and mm. obeyed my mother and father. And if, if you have had the experience of parenting yourself, you know <laughs> when, right. when you are teaching and training your children in discipline um, how to obey, how to respect their mother and father, that is a process. That's not like a, you know, I, I tell you one time and now you got it mm. and, and it never, you know, no disobedience, no disrespect ever happens again. It, it is a... 
it's a process. And so you're right, this, this one nails us all and leaves us aware of how far short we fall yeah. of God's goodness and righteousness and glory. Yeah. yeah. And, and you were just talking about how inescapable this is. <clears throat> I was thinking how in our modern society, even with modern medical technology, people have tried to remove uh, procreation even from that mother-father relationship. And so for decades, we've had anonymous sperm donors. And, and yet even there, <coughs> even there Excuse we've me. got um, y- you know, a generation of kids who were brought into the world that way, mm. and they grow up and they have this insatiable desire to know right. who is their biological father. Yeah. Um, people always have a, a desire to know that. And so, yeah, that, that just givenness of every, everybody has a mother and a father science can't come up with any other way all, all the other things they come up with they can't come up with any other way apart from you, you need a biological yeah. father and a biological mother and embedded in that there seems to be also a desire for relationship a, yeah. de- a longing for some sort of nearness with them that you know has the shadow of the desire to honor the yeah. the desire to, to to be cared for by somebody and then to 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 receive leadership and affection and then to mm honor in return. So that just, it makes sense that we live in God's world. And as we've seen, as we go through these 10 commandments is that these are, and what's particular about this passage, as we'll we'll probably look at, as Paul mentions it in Ephesians chapter six, is that this is honor your father and your mother, that your days, so that, 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 so that, why should you honor them? What's Mm. the motivation? What's the purpose for it? That your days may be long. Mm. There's a a utilitarian, Mm. a, a practical application of this is it will go well with you <laughs> there's a there's a promise promise exactly and that's what paul says in ephesians 6 is that this is the first commandment with a promise yeah. um, so that's helpful and instructive and helps us as we form our thoughts around how do we view the ten commandments and how our relationship is with them is that these aren't just things that we must do because god said so yeah. we do them because he knows our frame he knows he made us he is our creator he knows what's best for us which mm-hmm. is like all of our dads, they all know it's best, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it struck me yesterday, Greg mentioned this in his sermon as well, um, the home really is where everybody begins to learn, or not, um, that, like you said, the second table of the law, neighbor love, and actually the first table of the law as well, which is why, like you pointed out, it, it's kind of the bridge between mm-hmm. the two. Um, because little children, as we begin to teach them about God, they are quickly aware, and we'll bring it to your attention, I can't see God. Where is he? Mm. Who are we talking to? And so children who can't see God begin to learn all about God and how to trust God and obey God by learning how to trust their parents and how to obey their parents. And so there are just so many parallels there between learning to honor your father and mother and learning to honor and obey God, Mm -hmm. taking your parents at their word and obeying right away, cheerfully all the way and learning to take God at his word by faith, trust his word. So I obey him. So how do you, how does a child begin to learn the first table of the law through father and mother? And then likewise, the, the second table of the law, how to love your neighbor, very first people that children learn to relate to, are their parents. And then if they're in a home where they have siblings, it's still in their relationship with their parents primarily where they're, they're right. learning that. So it, it just it further emphasizes for us and 
affirms how foundational and mm. central the family yeah. is in God's purpose and design yeah. and why this commandment really, really matters. And why this just has such a, a sanctifying effect on on us uh, as, as you and I, as, as dads, as parents, is that as we, <clears throat> our kids will learn to, dis, to, as you mentioned, will learn to love God through learning and obeying us. Well, it, there's also a sanctifying effect of I recognize within them as, as a mirror that their disobedience, their constant demand of why, their mm. constant, I don't like this, I want to do that, that we are we see ourselves in our kids, right? Mm. And we see our own, whether we think we can, you know, you must obey me because God said so. Um, recognizing that the, the, the relationship reflected there is the same relationship between me and God. Right. And he sees me. In yeah. similar ways, like why can't you just obey? Yeah. <laughs> just sit down and eat your food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's, a, there's a, there is that we we see our own sinful nature. Mm. Um, I think I, I on the blog post I did with uh, just recently for uh, the Ten Commandments in parenting, I just had this realization of like anybody who wants to a case study of original sin, just find a a newly mo- mobile toddler. Um, they're the ones that are just like they've got. They're just on the move, and they're going to do their thing, and they're going to let you know when they don't like it. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Totally. I think this commandment also um, makes clear that it begins to introduce two children, this reality about the world that we live in, that it is a hierarchical mm. world uh, made up of superiors and inferiors. There are people above us, and the first place you begin to learn that is in the home with your father and mother who are above you, right. um, above you in rank and position, above you in authority, above you in experience and, and giftedness. Um, and that, that just continues throughout life, which is why I like the Westminster Larger Catechism when it's dealing with the Fifth Commandment says, this commandment actually extends way beyond the home. It begins in the home. You, you learn to honor your father and your mother, but for the rest of your life, you're going to be in relationships in society, whether it's um, in church, in your workplace, or in civil government, and just in society in general. There will always be people above you, and as as you grow and mature in life, then you might find that there are people under you. Yeah, um, th- This is just a reality of life, mm-hmm. and something that our egalitarian democratic society hates and, yeah. and tries to deny and, and reject that everybody's the same. Everything is flat. Nobody's above you or, or anything. Um, but th- this is a reality. And so learning how, what honor means and learning to practice that I think is, is so crucial. And personally, just, you know, as you were talking, we talked a little bit already, just what it means to honor and how that goes way beyond just obedience. I think one of the big holdups that we often experience is when we find ourselves in positions where um, we don't feel automatically respect for somebody who's above us, maybe because of how they're acting. We think, well, that's not very respectable. Um, And so some people make it easy because their, their actions are honorable. So it feels easy to honor them. They, they act in respectable ways and we just naturally feel respect for them. What about in situations where, somebody's not acting that way, a parent or a boss. And, and so I think that's crucial to wrestle with in this text because otherwise we give ourselves a, a pass, kind of like, well, I can't because this person is not worthy of my respect. Unhonorable. Right yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and God says, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They, they, they are your parents. Mm. Um, I think that's just such a reality of, you know, Greg even mentioned um, 
there are plenty of stories like that. There are plenty of people who come to this commandment and say, this is not possible. Yeah. My dad, for whatever reason, you know, fill in the blank, some sin, Mm -hmm. this is a, this is an impossible command. Mm -hmm. And yet God gives the command for our good. Mm -hmm. So in some way doing this, regardless of whether or not the person quote unquote deserves it. And Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is not, they do deserve it because God has said so, but deserves it in a, in a functional sense. Um, somehow in our obedience to that person mm. and or to our honoring of them uh, is for our good. It, yeah. It's so that you may live long because mm. the opposite is true, is if we dishonor our parents, there is consequence to that. Mm-hmm. Um, even if our parents aren't, quote unquote, worthy of honor, mm-hmm. they are because God has declared them to be. Yeah. And so that that's, that's, there are so many life lessons <laughs> Like a boss. Well, I'll only listen to my boss when I like him or when he makes, you know, what you're really doing is putting yourself in a position right. where you are the judge of all that is right and holy. Yeah. Um, and, and God, in the giving of the Ten Commandments, is saying, no, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm telling you this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can add the qualifier when it comes to obedience or submission to any lawful command, so long as you yes. know, whoever's above you is not requiring you to sin. In that case, our obligation is to obey God rather than man, but to anything else where it it is not sin, but we just wouldn't be our preference or our way of doing things. You're right. Whenever we run into those moments, it really forces us to reckon with, you know, if if I'm only willing to submit and obey when somebody above me is telling me to do the thing that I would have chosen to do myself, then I'm not really actually submitting to somebody other than myself. I'm just doing what I would have done anyway. You're obeying yourself. Yes. Yes. And if we always get ourselves off the hook by saying, well, I just, I, I can't, or I, I wouldn't do that, so then I don't have to, um, then we are just a law unto ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's been helpful to me, the comparison to uh, the military, where people talk about saluting the rank or the uniform, not necessarily the man <laughs> wearing the uniform. Right. Because in the military, you know, soldiers might find themselves with a superior officer who might not be the best and might not be very likable, but you can still stand at attention and salute, which is an outward display of honor, even if you disagree with that person or dislike them or think that they're not as good as some other yeah. you know, officer who outranks you. Um, and similarly, like that, that just shows us honor is, is meant to come out. It's, it's to be expressed. So honor is not just a feeling that we have down in our hearts, you know, well, mom and dad, I, I feel this honor for you mm. inside, although I never say anything or show you. Um, honor is, is expressed, and it's expressed in, like, you know, in the military, standing at attention and saluting. That That's something that you can do, even if you don't necessarily like the person or agree with them. Right. Um, likewise, in our family relationships and relationships with other superiors, it's possible to speak respectfully, mm. even if you disagree with the person. It's it's possible to watch your tone of voice, yes. to watch the look on your face, to watch your demeanor. Um, and it's also possible to communicate dishonor and disrespect in all of those external ways. And so I think that's the caution there. Like Even if you have reason to disagree with a parent or some other superior, um, how do you do that in a way that still communicates regard, reverence, respect, honor, 
all of those things. That's freeing um, and empowering, incredibly difficult, like way easier to say than to do. But I, I think that's exactly what the Holy Spirit means to produce in all of us through a command like this. So yeah. it's challenging. Yeah, <clears throat> it reminds me of the story of uh, in, in Prince Caspian with Trumpkin where um, I'm trying to, I was trying to pull up the quote. Uh, here, oh, yeah, okay, so... <laughs> Trumpkin to Prince Caspian, they're making, they're trying to make decisions about what to do uh, in their precarious positions. And uh, Trumpkin comes up in a rage and says, Thimbles and thunderstorms, cried Trumpkin in a rage. Is that how you speak to the king? Send me, sire, I'll go. So he's talking about going to find, you know, going to this, the place to see if, if this, what Trumpkin views to be a, a Hail Mary is actually going to work. And Tr- Caspian says, But I thought you didn't believe in the horn, Trumpkin. No more do I, Your Majesty, but. But what's that got to do with it? I might as w- I might as well die on a wild goose chase as die here. You are my king. I know the difference between giving advice and taking orders. You've had my advice, and now it's time for orders. Mm. That that helps. That serves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that serves. He knows the difference between giving advice and taking orders. He's given his advice, and now it's time to follow orders. Yeah. Um, and that really does show the 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 deference, even at the beginning where he's. He has rage at this, you know, the, the, the bad dwarf who's who's talking poorly to the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Trumpkin's in the position of disagreeing with the plan, he recognizes where reverences do, regardless. Not not just because of I, it, it's not, which is so different in some senses of our meritorious democracy yeah. of Amer- of American society. We value and honor the people who get results yeah. the, the the people in high positions are there because well because they they quote unquote earned it mm-hmm. um so we tend to attack ideas and not the person but here trump can say he's defending the crown he's mm-hmm. defending who's who is in leadership here mm-hmm. um, that's a better way the the family is not a democracy yeah uh, and i think that's helpful to remind ourselves the family is a monarchy yeah. or a yeah, a monarchy. Yeah, with with a king and a queen. With a king top. and a queen. That's right, and it, and then they rule. I mean, that that like the word that Paul uses in his letters to Timothy and to and so forth in the New Testament is this: they rule the household. It mm. has a, um, a a crown-like, king-like rule within the home, mm. um, and that changes the dynamics totally. Mm. Rather than you know, well, we'll just vote you out next time. Right. <laughs> it's no, this is yours by birthright. And this is my position by birthright. And there is deference to be paid. Yeah. yeah. That's a great example with, um, Trumpkin and, and the way he addresses Nickabrick, who's also, they, they both disagree with Caspian. One of them is disrespectful and defiant. Yes. The other disagrees, but does so still always showing respect and honor. And in the end, willingness yeah. to submit and obey. That is very instructive yeah. because that's often the, the position we find ourselves in where there's somebody over us who still, according to the fifth commandment, deserves our honor and respect. Mm-hmm. And, and in the flesh, when we react, when we react sinfully, um, it, it's our tendency to think that, well, if I disagree with somebody, then I have to sin against them. Like I have to express yeah. that with lots of anger and vehemence and insults and whatever else it's you know bad attitudes that that come out so that's a that's a great example yes and and caspian's response to trumpkin is i will never forget this Mm. (laughs) there's a when honor is given there's a a, there's a going well with it there's there's promise of when when these things are 
placed correctly. There are promises from God mm. that this will function for you mm-hmm. um, in a way that you wouldn't. Yeah. That feels counterintuitive, but yeah. is actually for your good. Yeah. Uh, this commandment, then, like Greg pointed out yesterday, is picked up in the New Testament. Paul cites it in Ephesians, and he addresses children there: honor, uh, obey your parents, for this is right. Mm. In Colossians, I believe it is where Paul says, um, "Children, obey your parents and everything, for this pleases the Lord." Yeah, which is an incredible motivation that mm. this pleases God. Um, and and so, whether a child honoring their parents in the home or, you know, the, the crazy thing about this, we never outgrow it. Like Greg talked about yesterday, we, mm. even as adults, we still have many of us living parents and, and grandparents. And, and it's not like you hit an age where suddenly this no longer applies. That That's pleasing to the Lord, which is a great motivation to us. God sees this and he delights mm. in that when children obey their parents. I think yeah. of how Peter addressing slaves in first Peter two talks about um, how God is pleased with, how he sees and is pleased with slaves who obey their masters, right. even ungodly, unjust ones, that Christian slaves who suffer unjustly, Peter assures them, God sees that mm. and he is, he's pleased with you. Yeah, that's good. Um, so the, those motivations really are crucial, when, especially when we find ourselves in positions where it's difficult mm. or unnatural to honor and obey those who are are over us. Mm. And, and this one, like Paul points out in Ephesians 6, this is the first commandment with a promise. And, and promises uh, we associate with faith, because that's what faith, faith is believing God's promises, taking him at his word. And so here we see obedience is a matter of faith. Right. You trust God's promise, therefore you do what he says. You believe yes. he's going to bless this. This is, um, this, this is where God gives life. And so that motivates us to walk in that way. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Anything else on the fifth commandment? I'm sure there's way more we could. Oh man, we could continue to reflect on. This is, um, yeah, foundational commandment. And and I think what strikes me um, is, like I was just saying, how it's an ongoing thing mm-hmm. for all of us. Whatever season of life you're in, um, this continues. And so I, I think the application is just. Nobody can avoid this. Right. That's right. <laughs> it is direct and personal for every one of us and um, encouraging to go back into our, our families and honor our, our own parents and uh, right. teach our children if, if we have them to honor and obey and even in the workplace. Um, yeah. I mean, just wherever you find yourself, people over you, yeah. there's application here. And knowing that, yes, people do still sin. We still... I disobey right. my parents. My, my children disobey me. And the good news of the gospel is not just that Christ fully obeyed the Father for us, which he did, but now with by, by virtue of our union with him, we now are able by the power of his spirit yeah. to actually obey. Yeah. And so, yes, there will be ongoing disobedience or mm. there will be seasons of that or mm. moments of that. Well, because of Christ's work, we can actually deal with that now, yeah. right? There is forgiveness for sins. Mm. There is reconciliation between fathers and their children mm. and, and sh- between siblings. And then you move on, and then you learn obedience. Mm. Um, it's like you said earlier, it's the grace that that trains us, that that trains us f- 
how to live in God's yeah. world with God's people. So not only is a is it we got to keep we got to go one step further past. Well, Jesus obeyed the Father, so her, which is which is the foundation of mm-hmm. all of our good news because that's the foundation of the gospel that yeah his finished our failure, work our sin is forgiven. That's right. For. And now we can forgive one another. Yeah. There, there's there's actual action, and we we don't have to live in a home where sins are just swept under the rug right. and Piling bitterness up. is piled up. And that's right. we can actually deal because of Christ, we can nail those those things that have been nailed to the cross. Mm. Are done away with, and we treat each other as God treats our sin, which is it's, it's as far as the east is from the west. It's been removed, yeah. And so that just frees us now. So now all of a sudden, obedience is is possible. Yeah. It really is, and it's not only possible; it's commanded. That is good news. Yes. Thank you, Matt. Yeah.